This message comes from NPR sponsor REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing. Visit your local REI Co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways to opt outside. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Corva Coleman. At this hour, the Senate is taking a final vote on a foreign aid package. A group of Republicans had filibustered it all night trying to block the bill. The measure would offer assistance to Ukraine, Israel, and some other countries. Ohio Republican Senator J.D. Vance says when the U.S. offers this money to other countries, it puts pressure on Americans' wallets. We are impoverishing a generation of Americans We are making it harder for them to achieve their American dream, and we're doing it to empower defense contractors and to bring a war to effectively a never-ending stage. But the foreign aid is supported by many other Republicans and Democrats. Even if it passes the Senate, some Republicans in the House could kill it. This bill was introduced after another one collapsed. That included money for U.S. southern border security. But Republican lawmakers changed their minds on it under pressure from former President Donald Trump. Former President Trump is asking the U.S. Supreme Court to hit pause on his federal election interference case. NPR's Kerry Johnson reports Trump is preparing an appeal over a federal appellate ruling that denied him absolute immunity from criminal prosecution. Lawyers for Trump want the Supreme Court to indefinitely delay the trial at a federal courthouse in Washington, D.C. They say an appeals court was wrong when it decided last week that Trump is not entitled to a legal shield for allegedly conspiring to obstruct the 2020 election after he lost to Joe Biden. The three-judge panel said they could not accept the office of the presidency places its former occupants above the law for all time thereafter. What the Supreme Court does and how quickly it acts could determine if Trump faces trial in D.C. before the November election or at all. Trump could scuttle the case altogether if he returns to the White House next year. Carrie Johnson, NPR News, Washington. The Labor Department's latest report on consumer prices is due out this morning. NPR's Scott Horsley reports it's expected to show that inflation continued to ease in January. Forecasters think the annual inflation rate dipped to about 2.9 percent in January. That would be the smallest price hike in nearly three years. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell says he and his colleagues are pleased to see inflation coming down over the last six months, but they want to be sure it's on track to fall further before they start cutting interest rates. The question really is, that six months of good inflation data, is it sending us a true signal that we are in fact on a sustainable path down to 2 percent inflation? That's the question. And the answer will come from some more data that's also good data. Powell says a rate cut in March is unlikely, but markets think the central bank could be ready to start cutting interest rates in May or June. Scott Horsley, NPR News, Washington. On Wall Street, stock futures are trading lower. You're listening to NPR. Today, there's a special election in the New York City suburbs. Voters in one congressional district are deciding who will replace ousted Republican Congressman George Santos. Their choices are Republican Mozzie Pillip or Democrat Tom Swazi. But voters could have a tough time getting to the polls. There's a winter storm warning in effect this morning. Nearly a foot of snow could fall today. President Biden's re-election campaign is now on the social media platform TikTok. As NPR's Elena Moore reports, the Biden campaign has changed its mind about joining. 
Up until now, the Biden campaign had been following the White House's lead, choosing not to have an official presence on the app because of national security concerns related to the app's owner, ByteDance, which is a Chinese company. But TikTok is really popular among Americans under 30, and that's an age group that the Biden campaign wants to keep engaging with. Since posting their first TikTok Sunday night, which was Super Bowl-themed, it's already racked up millions of views. And though this is the first official account for the Biden team, the campaign says they plan to keep working with outside social media influencers and content creators to spread their message. Elena Moore, NPR News, Washington. Today is Mardi Gras, and the Fat Tuesday celebrations are ready in New Orleans. Two of the city's popular parades will roll through the streets. That includes Rex, King of Carnival, and the Zulu Social Aid and Pleasure Club. Tens of thousands are expected to turn out to celebrate. The carnival atmosphere is historically celebrated before Ash Wednesday, the beginning of the Christian season of Lent. I'm Corva Coleman, NPR News. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com switch.